Today, my guest is Xing Guan. Xing is the Director of Healthcare Customer Success at Invistix. And before I tell you all how I met Xing, I would like to have him give us a bit of his background first. So Xing, tell us about your background and how you ended up doing what you're doing currently. Hi, good morning, Terry, and I'm happy to be here today. Yeah, so um, my background is an industrial engineer from the Georgia Institute of Technology. And I joined on to this company in Fistix about nine years ago when we were focused primarily on supply chain optimization and lean manufacturing. And in the last four or five years, our company has pivoted into this space of controlled substance compliance, um, both with manufacturers, but most recently um, with the grant from the NIH to focus on healthcare. We've been working with you know, healthcare sites around the country to start applying some of these analytics and data visualization tools to be able to you know, discover diversion at healthcare sites. So an engineer, but you actually speak pharmacy very well. So how did you learn how to speak pharmacy? Uh, yes, so I've had the privilege of working with great people like yourself, Terry, who have taught me um, pharmacy basically one hour at a time. I also want to give a shout out to Joe Fry at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. You know, I at the start of this five years ago, I couldn't pronounce half the medications I was monitoring. So we've come a long way since then. So uh, basically working with a lot of smart people such as yourself to learn the workflows. You, know. you talk about pronouncing the medications. Uh, quick sidebar story when I was in pharmacy school learning those top 200 meds. I mm. remember coming into an exam and, you know, People are outside the classroom, they're doing some last minute studying and I'm listening to them and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what that med is. What is that med? You know, we were all pronouncing it different. So I get it, I get it. For sure. Yeah, well, I met Shing through his role at Invistix. They have a drug diversion software called Flowlytics and one of my clients uses Flowlytics and my company provides the monitoring and the in-depth auditing and interviewing for suspected cases. So our expert solutions is essentially their diversion monitoring operations center. As I was getting up to speed with Flowlytics and, and still am in some ways, Shing would spend the needed time with me. He, um, and, and that's where I learned how, I mean, I saw that he learned how to speak pharmacy, but he was always very open-minded and wanted to hear about improvements and he knows the software in and out and he's learning the pharmacy piece of it in and out. So he's a great resource. So Shing, tell us what you think is the main benefit of the drug diversion software Flowlytics. Yeah, yeah. I think if we wanted to kind of have a headline, it's basically to increase both the effectiveness and the efficiency of drug monitoring across the healthcare supply chain. Um, you know, if we want to peel the onion back, I, I would say there's three main benefits to Flowlytics. You know, the first benefit is being able to consolidate data. Um, you know, healthcare data is in a lot of silos right now. So being able to pull data from systems such as your ADM and marry that with maybe your administrating MAR system, it saves a lot of time, you know, rather than have to connect each then to each administration, the, so the software and the system does that for you automatically. Um, the second main benefit that I see is being able to flag transactions and alerts based on the specific policies of the healthcare sites for monitoring. 
So being able to, you know, take into account something like late wasting and being able to have that alert flag across the board very quickly for all of your transactions, um, it's a big time saver. Um, and I guess what I would say the final benefit is being able to apply some of these uh, advanced analytics, things along the lines of machine learning, for us to understand the risks and the patterns associated with a pharmacy tech's or a nurse's behavior and their work from day to day. So, um, so I guess just to summarize, the big headline is just an increase in effectiveness and efficiency, I would say. Hopefully okay. that's a fair answer, Terry. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You mentioned the machine learning. Is that the same as artificial intelligence? Are those synonymous to you? What do you think about the whole AI <laughs> piece and the software? Yeah, I will say when people like my company and other companies talk about machine learning, it brings up all these visions of like 2001 Space Odyssey, right? This all sentient, intelligent being that can basically tell you what's happening. Um, as of 2021, I don't think we're quite there yet. Maybe we'll get there in the next couple of years. Um, when we talk about machine learning, it's leveraging the computer's analytical ability to be able to process data much quicker than an individual human being or a team of humans. And they process that data in order to detect patterns that are relevant to the task at hand. Um, in our case, that's being able to detect, you know, outliers of practice, you know, potential diversion risks. Um, those are the kind of things that we lean on for the, the machine learning analytics to be able to tell us, um, in particular, if we're trying to compare practice among, let's say, nurses in a care area, what's more important? You know, is late wasting more important than back charting? You know, if there's a pattern of both, how do we assign significance to those patterns? So that's what we leverage machine learning for at Invistix, you know, being able to say, if there is a detectable pattern, how do we apply significance to that pattern and be able to make that visible to the user, such as yourself, to be able to act on it? So um, not quite sentient intelligence, but uh, it is a tool like other tools to help a diversion investigator, such as yourself, be able to very quickly know where to look um, and, you know, be able to analyze and process data much more efficiently. Okay, all right. I guess for the true artificial intelligence, we would need a plethora of data, I suppose, to, to really be able to, to see that. It'd be nice if everybody could just integrate and we could get all of that data. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the big challenge, Terry. You know, when machine learning came um, onto the scene a couple of years back, there was a famous study that, um, you know, a couple of really smart researchers tried to train the machine to be able to look at thousands, millions of YouTube videos and be able to say, does this video have a picture of a cat? You know, um, the two challenges we have with machine learning in this space, you know, diversion detection in healthcare is one, um, we don't have millions of data points, right? So we're lucky if a healthcare site is able to provide us with dozens of diversion cases per year. So that lack of data is kind of a fundamental need. You know, maybe one day there will be a, a more 
integrated system of healthcare sites being able to share that data. But as you know, healthcare sites are not eager to let you know if diversion has taken place, right? That's not something they're eager to share. So, you know, we make use of the data that we do get from our sites, but now we're talking about, you know, hundreds of data points rather than millions. So that's one of the main challenges. Yeah. And when you talk about hospitals sharing it, it's not, you may have somebody that is diverting. And so you've got lots of points, Mm -hmm. but then I've also seen cases where the reason that you uh, found out about the person is because a vial was found somewhere and maybe they've admitted it. And you go back and you look at their work and you really don't, you don't see anything that is in there. So what is that point, right? That you're gonna put into your, your AI piece of it. That's true. I I will say the second kind of lack of uh, the second thing that would be really nice for machine learning is the fact that a healthcare site is so different from site to site, right? You're talking about different policies. You're talking about individuals with vastly different practice issues and outliers of data. Um, And you're talking about different data systems as well. So that's another challenge with kind of this fully integrated machine learning model that's able to just know. (laughs) So you really have to tune it site to site. And uh, we really rely on, uh, um, I would say, you know, someone that like someone like yourself, Terry, you know, to be able to sit on top of what the machine and the the data provides to make sense of it, to say, is this significant? Is this important? Um, So yeah, it's a tool like any other tool. It's not, uh, if you're worried about the, you know, doomsday terminator scenario, don't, (laughs) we're not going there. Yeah, no, that's true. All right. So you've seen the software at work. Can you give us some examples on how Flowlytics has helped a facility detect diversion? Yeah, yeah, uh, I'd be happy to. So one of the main benefits of Flowlytics is it offers, you know, kind of a holistic view of the medication supply chain. So by pulling data from the wholesaler and, you know, joining that with data of what's being received at the individual sites and then taking it to the next place, taking it from the pharmacy techs, you know, and how they stock these various ADM machines. And then of course the nurses administration to the patient and the waste. It offers that end-to-end supply chain visibility, which is really helpful, you know. Um, In terms of how we've helped our customers, we've really been able to shorten the investigation um, time, right? You know, we've worked with smart people um, that have, Sometimes when they look at someone, it takes upwards of eight hours, you know, and at the end of that eight hour investigation, they th- they say, OK, well, this was a big waste of time. There's really nothing that <laughs> came up that was uh, important. So we basically were kind of like a smoke tower that says, OK, there's potential fire there. This is the direction that you should look. And we rely on people like yourself, the investigator, to use that data, to make sense of that data and to investigate that data specific to the workflow of the healthcare site to be able to say, okay, is this someone that's actually significant? So um, in terms of diversion control, you know, we have found diversion much, much quicker than the traditional, than the traditional flow using a tool like um, uh, anomalous usage, for example, you know, rather than relying on the data to build up over time to say, you know, in the past three months, this user had more dispenses were more waste compared to their peers. We can often detect outlier practice in just a couple of weeks. 
of course, that has repercussions. You know, if you find them earlier, you're really protecting the patient's safety. Um, but you're also hopefully helping those nurses that have an addiction issue get help before they spiral down that uh, addiction. So. Right. Yeah, that is very important. Do you have, um, can you share with us some specific examples of facilities and, and what they, what the software pointed at and then how it yeah. ended? In? I'm not going to share any names, but no. uh, I will say that I can give you three, you know, we have dozens and dozens of alerts and dozens of dozens of comparisons, metrics, analytics. Um, in my experience, the, uh, the, the Flowlytics tool has detected diversion that occurs in three ways. Um, the first way is pretty simple, right? If you take out a medication, we ensure that it's reconciled, that if you take out two oxycodone tablets, those two tablets are fully administered, wasted, or returned. You'd be surprised how sometimes the people that divert, they don't chart, you know, and that's something we can flag immediately the very next day. And that gives the investigator such as yourself visibility into that to track it immediately. Um, we also do some of the, the, the time-based metrics that we call it. Um, I, I think Tom calls it time range metrics. Those are looking at trends such as, you know, is a person using more medication or wasting more medication compared to their peers in that time frame, you know, working in the same care area. So very similar to anomalous usage, but using a couple more advanced techniques and a couple more advanced statistical tools to be able to point out, you know, based on the number of shifts they work, this is how much oxycodone they were dispensing per shift, and is that amount significantly more than their peers caring for the same pool of patients? So those are the two, the two ways. The third way that we've seen is a very common diversion. Um, I would say people that divert tend to use it pretty often, which is full dose wasting. You know, um, if someone takes out a vial of, you know, fentanyl, and they waste that file completely without ever administering it to the patient, it raises questions. You know, why wasn't it administered? Why wasn't it returned if it was a full vial? Um, but people that divert continually use this workflow as a way to kind of hide their diversion to say, well, you know, they didn't, the patient said they didn't want it. And be able to bring data points like full dose waste, as well as there are other dozens of alerts and metrics to the forefront. Um, in relationship to their peers. That's so important, that comparison piece. It really makes it easy to see if a person is worthy of being looked at. So hopefully those are three cases of uh, common diversion that we detect, common diversion techniques. You know? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, uh, well, I know, I can't think of what the outcome was, but I know all three of those scenarios has led me to look at somebody and to dig in and do more and, um, and some have definitely led to a termination um, or working with that that person. So yeah, it's- let, let me ask you a question, Terry. Let's say we're working on a green canvas and you could have whatever you want to appear. Is there any gaps in your mind that you wish the machine had or any kind of visibility you wish the tools had that you're not getting today? Well, when I think about what I, would do and what I do manually, there are a few things that that I wish there were pieces of currently the software and I don't know if the technology is there and my customer just doesn't have it set up to do it. 
and it also could be a, a, at the site issue, but one of those would be where is the patient at any given time in their stay? You know, have they gone to radiology? Have they, you know, left to go to another procedural area? Because taking out a medication when they're not even there is something that I would look at. Yeah. Also, discharge time versus pull time. Uh, so again, that involves time and that is something that I have seen. So just thinking back about the different ways that I have, have found people, those mm -hmm. are a couple of things that I would like to see. And right now, I think what is also missing is that you mentioned the, the looking at the dispenses if they're more than somebody else. And, and that piece is there, definitely. But it's sometimes hard to, it still requires a very manual process to mm -hmm. find the trigger. Like, well, where is right. that? So if we could compare three different nurses with the same patient over their stay and then say, okay, this one, you know, always gives their PRNs regularly, um, mm -hmm. then we know we have a problem, right? So, yeah, I think you bring up really good point, Terry. You know, all the data in the world and all the analytics in the world isn't enough if you can't convey that information effectively, right? Yeah. Being able to add that uh, visualized intelligence, that, that kind of, um, whether it's charts or tables or high-level tools, um, as you know, people in healthcare do not have a lot of time. <laughs> they they don't have the time to look through pages and pages of data, multiple reports. They basically want the headline right away. And being right. able to provide that succinctly is a challenge. It's a challenge, you know, because it is a lot of data. So yeah. You know. So Shing, what's your favorite part of your current role? <laughs> Honestly, my favorite part is working with people like yourself, Terry. Um, you know, it was about four or five years ago when we. Uh, applied for this National Institutes of Health grant to build this technology and apply it to healthcare. And I've I've been so interested in just learning, you know, how to, you know, just learning the workflows of a healthcare site, um, analyzing the data, finding what's important, and then seeing it bring value. <laughs> it's very satisfying for me. So um, I've always enjoyed data analysis and I've also enjoyed, um, you know, visualizing the data in a way that can be ingested quickly. And uh, I hope to do that more in the future. So I would say um, that's my favorite part, you know, both the data analysis as well as the social aspect of the role, being able to collaborate um, right. with different people along the the entire gamut of a healthcare system, right? From nursing officers to pharmacy officers mm -hmm. to administrators to, to, to diversion investigators, getting each person's viewpoint and then applying that to the software to make it ingestible um, has been very satisfying when it works. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Do you find when you're talking, <clears throat> excuse me, to your different clients, do you find that even though our facilities are different, and we might have different policies and procedures in some respects, it should be overall fairly the same. So do you find that your clients are asking for the same things? Or do you find sometimes one is like, oh, don't want that. And the other person is, yeah, we got to have that. So are we kind of along the same lines or? It's a mixed bag. I'll be honest with you. It's a mixed bag. Um, 
depending on the healthcare site and where they are with their diversion detection journey, as we call it, um, there are different silos of the healthcare sites with different opinions. <laughs> so being able to make everyone happy is very difficult. Being able to mirror all the different policies and workflows of the site is difficult. Um, you know, sometimes a cookie cutter approach is not, isn't going to do anything. You know, it, it can find very surface level tools, but at the end of the day, we have to work with people like yourself to kind of, you know, make sure it fits what that particular site is trying to do, sure. um, what the policies of that specific sites are. So I would say it's not universal. You know, everybody wants the same thing. They want patient safety. They want to ensure that if there is diversion, it's caught quickly. But how it's done, it's it, I would say it's a mixed bag from uh, healthcare site to healthcare site. Sure. And we all think we know best. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that the um, in my experience with the software and, you know, we've talked about there are things that could be improved, uh, certainly. But with the uh, the pictures and the graphs and what have you, and the summaries that I put together for mm. the diversion committee to look at when we have a case, they have been very pleased with everything that goes on there and put together. And, and more than once I've, I've had somebody in the committee that's reviewing it say, wow, this is the best summary I think we've ever had. So that is in part thanks to um, the pictures and you know what is offered and, and how we look at things. So yeah, and don't yeah. sell yourself short, Terry. You've been instrumental in guiding both you know my personal education as well as the development of the software. Right, being able to leverage your experience and be able to apply that to the technology, we can basically amplify what you've already learned. So, but at the well, end of the day, yeah. you're the person that, you know, puts it all together in a way that makes sense. Well, thank you. And that's what it's all about, because you've mentioned already that, you know, we're here to protect the patients, but also protect the healthcare worker. And the sooner we can find them, the better their chance <clears throat> of a recovery. So it's all about collaboration and, you know, not holding anything to ourselves, but, sharing it so that everybody can get the value of it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time this morning, Shane. I've enjoyed our time together. Thank you, Terry. It's been a pleasure.